The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Today is Thursday, February 16th. And earlier today, head coach Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman spoke with the Philly media and are at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Nick Sirianni was asked what went wrong with Kadarius Toney's 65-yard punt return. He talked about the adjustments that the Kansas City Chiefs made in the second half. He explained the plan that he has in place moving forward now that both his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are gone. He was asked why he feels the pass rush wasn't able to have success against the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they had so much success throughout the season. And he shared the wisdom he walks away with from the Super Bowl. Howie Roseman was asked about the field condition. He talked about how motivated the organization is to secure Jalen Hurts in Philly long term, and he shared his confidence level in keeping the core intact, even with Jalen Hurts' contract. Take a listen. I know I've been uh, aggressive all year going for it. really trust our guys in, in scenarios. I think fourth and three on your own 30, what was it? 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches, and they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't, Hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four in the, in the, in hindsight, I think, I think I would, and you know, obviously I would have went for it there. Um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite, quite honest with you, it, it depends on the score, but we were in a one point game. Um, and like if we were down two scores, then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one point game, that's never even in, I, you know what? And until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I, yeah, I never, it didn't really even come, come to my mind. Um, the other one, the fourth and six, seven, fourth and seven, actually it was fourth and seven at the 20. Yeah. That, that isn't in my mindset either, um, especially, you know, we're up three, going to go up six. That's not my mindset. Now, did I feel like when Kansas City came down and scored, um, you know, we were up 10, Kansas City came down and scored, and I said to myself before the drive, we got to go score here, you know, just, to, you know, in a touchdown. But fourth and six right there, 
Um, that's not my mindset either. Um, again, when the, the score's different, like, you know, in the, in the sense of, you know, you're down a couple scores, then your mindset changes. But in that scenario, you know, I, that I, I made, I made the decision I was comfortable in, in that particular time. You mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the pun. Um, what happened, what went wrong there? Yeah. You know, obviously, um, you guys saw the punt. Like we didn't get, um, the punt that Aaron didn't get the punt that he wanted there. Right. And so there was a low hang time. The guy did a good job. Uh, Tony did a good job of scooping that up and not letting it hit. You know, we talk a lot about that with our group or with our group, just trying to catch field fielding the punt is especially on a punt that's missed is a huge deal. And I would give a lot of credit to, to Tony to come up and scoop that thing and get going. And then, you know, we missed it. We missed a couple of tackles, um, on that one, and, you know, we had guys down there, um, and for for different reasons, you know, we missed a, a couple tackles there, and you know, tackling, right? And and I know it will sound like like, but tackling is our responsibility as coaches to teach the crap out of the fundamentals there, um, and it's our responsibility as players to to make the tackles in there. So, you know, even though a tackle may look like, well, that guy missed a tackle, it's on all of us, right? Of you know, just making sure that we're on it with our fundamentals with it. The biggest fundamentals you guys see are building all the time. Um, you know, fundamentals, football IQ, you know, all the things that we preach all, all over and over again. But, you know, offensively, there's no bigger uh, fundamental than taking care of the football, um, how, you, how you block, uh, how you – and then on defense, it's, you know, tackling, getting off blocks and, and how you take the football away. And we just, you know – we missed some tackles, but we also got to do a better job of coaching the tackling fundamentals. Yeah, how we, uh, the defense was really clicking in the first half, the second half, you know, they made some adjustments. What are some of the adjustments that they made that kind of make the defense struggle with? Um, you know, they they did a good job. Um, staying on the field, I think it was a uh, the 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 two halves. You saw one half where you know, we can, we controlled the clock and they didn't convert on some third downs. And then you saw, you know, the opposite happened in the second half where they were converting and then they had some drives. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I know it says that we had four possessions on offense in the second half, but one of them was a, was a one play jump ball. Right. And so I'm not really counting that to, so it only have three possessions in that, in that second half that's low. And I think you tribute that to, they were able to run it, um, and get their run game going um, more consistently and and really converting on third downs. I think in the first half they were, I don't know if they were they 0 for 4 in the first half maybe, um, and then they finished the game 4 for 8. So, you know, they did a good job on, on converting on on, fourth, on third downs, pardon me. Um, and then also, you know, I thought they, they did a good nice job of, of running the ball there um, in those. So that's what I would contribute. Um, a kind of the swing of the halves was the, the situational football on third down. Um, and also, um, and also the, the run game. Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there, uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, uh, where do you oh, go with both that? Both teams play on the same field. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were, you know, it's a big strength of this team. And both teams play on the same field. Nick, uh, obviously part of success is, is losing coaches. You, you knew this was possibility uh but what you know how does that affect you moving forward is it obviously it's going to be difficult but what what plan do you have in place and and obviously you're not going to say who but how difficult is it to traverse this yeah you know you the whole thing like we're we're obsessed with 
um, developing our football players, right? And we do many different things um, throughout the the year to develop our players. And I'm obsessed personally because of the stock that people have put in me um, of how we develop our football coaches as well. Um, so constantly want, you know, from from our position coaches to our coordinators all the way to our quality control coaches and assistant position coaches, I want them involved in everything. And I try to get, give them things that help me throughout, throughout the, you know, my career. And that's my job as the head coach. So with that, you know, Shane and, and Jonathan were successful, not only because Shane and Jonathan are good football coaches, but also because they have good assistants and they have good people uh, working with them. And and so I feel like we have a lot of good in-house uh, options, um, which is always going to be where, where I start because, you know, that's that's just always kind of been how I've learned of, you know, grooming the people that you have and, and attempts for when this day happens that you're that you're ready to go. But but th- we won't stop just there. I mean, we'll we'll look at every option um, to um, to make sure we're getting the the best the best people in here to help our team. We're going to do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so but I do believe we have great options in house um, because when you're grinding to put together a staff. Um, you're not just grinding to put together the offense and defense coordinators. Matter of fact, I mean, really, the offense and defense coordinator was when when you hired me, we knew exactly who we were hiring at those spots. The grind was getting getting the peep the soldiers, the guys like the getting those other guys in place that we felt really good with. You know, so a lot of good options. Um, you know, last last two years ago, I remember Shane and I. We interviewed about nine nine running back coaches, and and Coach Singleton was the ninth. I'm like, this is the guy right here. So there was a lot of work that went went into that. And so again, feel really good about in house, but we will also do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles of um, replacing these guys. So when you look at offensive touchdowns, Nick, uh, one with Tony and one with Sky Moore, seem to be on a, a similar look, where you know, motioning and going back the other way. Just kind of run us through um, what went wrong in those situations and why it wasn't corrected. You got a similar. Yeah, you know, it was uh, obviously you talk about everything that that happens out there with the attempts of, you know, if you see it again, you're ready for it. Right. That's both offensively and defensively. We were in a completely different coverage, a completely different look. Different things were supposed to happen on each play. So uh, meaning there was a different defensive coverage on the first one, right? There was an execution on the, on the uh, there was an execution error on the first one. And, and I just want everybody to understand when I say execution error, right? Right. That is, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't do something correct on the field, but what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it. Right. And so it, it we're all in this together. Right. And, and it's never just one play, but it, we're all in this thing together. Like, okay, well the, they didn't execute that well on the field, but we need to do a better job of making sure they can do it as, as coaches. The second one, they got us. All right. And, and you're like, well, how did they get us when they already did it on We were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different, um, uh, scheme that we were doing. Um, you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and, and ended up um, scoring on the play. But what also doesn't go into play either is that, you know, a lot of the times that we've adjusted with that motion, 
you know, and the way we've done that has helped us a lot in the red zone as well. Um, credit to them of finding a way to attack it. Again, it was two different coverages that they did. Uh, credit to them to going back to something that that worked for them as well. Um, but you know, that defense right there has has helped us a lot this season too with how we've adjusted with the motion uh, on different things. So listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. Again, you want to try to do it your best to, to do that. But in that particular case, they got us on that second one. Um, and, you know, hats off to them. When you're looking, when you're looking to replace uh, the opposite side um, coordinator, you said before that the scheme that John runs is the one that you want. Um, so in replacing him, are you going to maintain that scheme or do you want to just find the best guy possible there's, and go with his scheme? Yeah. You know, there's core values that I have. Not core values. You know what my core values are. There's core thought processes that I have on defense. You know, and so there's going to be things that, yes, I do. I like a lot of the things that we're doing on there. Yes, I do. You know, I, I you think you're going to see that I really believe in where you see, you know, this, that I really believe in the turnover differential. I really believe in the explosive play differential. And so there's things of that nature that of that defense that I that I like. And then there's going to be things situationally um, that are non-negotiables I guess to say with me um, whether it's third and long whether it's um, you know tight red zone whether it's two minute and the, the game plays whether it's uh, four minute defense like backed up I'm gonna naturally have things that I'm going to require the next defensive coordinator to do but I also know that I'm hiring somebody to do their job um, to the best of their abilities. And, and that's, that's, I'm, you know, that's why I'm hiring them. Um, and so again, do is every, nobody, it's all going to look a little bit different. No matter if you bring, you know, Jonathan's twin brother in, which he doesn't have in the first, but if you brought him in, it's still going to look a little different when that guy calls it, as opposed to coach, coach Gannon. And, and so there's going to be little changes, little differences, but again, I guess my long way of answering that is I'm not opposed to changing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 I'm again, I'm going to do what's best for the Eagles. Um, we have great in-house candidates, right? Um, there's candidates outside that we know that there's a lot of good football coaches out there that we know there as well. Again, there's going to be core, not as much as the offense, Jeff, like where, you know, Shane leaves and it's, you know, I'm, I'm saying, here's what we're, here's what the offensive scheme that we're running, but there's going, you know, with the defenses or hiring the guy to do his job. I do have core beliefs that I don't want to change, you know, intermixed with that, but he's still got to do the job and do his, to his best ability to do the job that we hire him to do, whoever that may be. So, um, Hopefully I answered your Nick, question. Nick, Nick, with, will you, Nick, no matter who the new offensive coordinator, whether it's Brian or someone else, will you continue to not call? Will you have that guy call the plays? Do you like the setup? I do. I do. It really it does help me manage the, the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me interact with the players more, um, you know, um, on the sideline, right? And, you know, and it helps me be able to discuss something that, you know, that, you know, with somebody upstairs um, to get on the defensive headset when the offense is up, vice versa, um, you know. And so 
I, I, yes, that will be my intent um, to let the next offense coordinator call the game. Um, and again, I feel like we've seen benefits from that. Again, I just feel like my ability to manage the game, um, I feel like I do a better job managing the game when I don't have the, and, you know, and some guys do it and they, and they do a great job of it. And I'm highly impressed by that. It's for me, that's what works is this. And, and I'll continue doing it that way. Um, that's the plan. What impressed you most about Brian Johnson this year? And when we look at Jalen's growth, how much uh, was his input? Felt yeah, like? huge, huge. Uh, Brian, you know, it, it starts with the relationships that we have with the players. And Brian stepped right in here and had a great relationship with our quarterback, dating back to when our quarterback was – you know, however old he was, two years old. And so um, the relationship means a lot and, and the, and the trust was automatically there, right? Some, sometimes you have to develop the trust. A lot of times you have to develop the trust, um, but that was there. And then, you know, with, with that, Brian's, Brian's great with not just Jalen with everybody, right? He can, he can adapt and, 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 you know, just be able to connect with anybody on our roster. Um, and that's offensively and defensively. And that's one thing that I think that Brian's special at. Um, and then, and then we're not even talking about the football knowledge that he has. And, and so Brian's excellent um, with Jalen, as far as his development of fundamentals, I think you've heard me say this plenty of times, like uh, two coaches have to have two things, right? They have to be able for, for position coaches, first and foremost, have to be able to get their players better as players. They have to be able to take them a level here to, to a higher level that they can't reach them uh, without the coaching of that individual. And that, and that happens through fundamentals and um, being able to explain the plan, being able to explain the offense to, to make it easy for that easier for that player to understand and uh, to execute. Brian does a great job of that. And then Brian's very, also very gifted in the sense of helping be able to scheme, you know, even though he wasn't the offensive coordinator um, last year, he still helps a great deal with our schemes and our and our way we're attacking defenses all in the run game, in the pass game, in the protection world, um, in situationals. Um, so yeah, he's he's been a great great influence, obviously for for Jalen, and and Jalen's done a nice job, obviously. Um, but it's a good relationship um, of those two guys, and because I, I do believe that's helped Jalen become a better player. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sticking with Jalen, I actually have one for you, Howie. Um, you know, he's been, I know it's been a while. Right? Hmm. He's, uh, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason. How motivated is the organization to secure his future with the team yeah, I think um, obviously we want to keep our, our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So 
Um, that's some we'll we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. I mean, given the, the magnitude of that deal, though, um, would you like to understand what that's going to look like before you can go forward with the rest of the offseason? Yeah, I think um, we have a good sense of what we need to do here. Um, we have a, a little bit of time here, too, to kind of figure it out and, and get away and discuss that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our, our best players here. And, um, you know, Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. What's the timeline looking like to hire a defensive coordinator? If you don't have one in time by the combine, how much will that affect the player evaluation process on having that person to yeah, I mean, we want to get it done uh, as soon as we as soon as we can. Not, but not be in a rush. You know, I think that's the best way to say that. You know, get um, is that we'll be diligent because we need to be diligent. And if if it takes us interviewing nine coordinators like we did with the running running backs to to get Jamal Singleton, we'll do that. We'll get the, to get the best person um, that can help us. You know, um, be a good football team. And so, timeline, no timeline. Are we working? Um, um, with urgency, of course. Um, are we working in a rush? No. I mean, there's, a, there's a sense out there, I guess, that the Jalen contract will prohibit you guys from keeping other key pieces. What's your confidence level that you'll be able to, maybe not everybody that you want, but that you'll be able to keep the core intact even with a Jalen contract? Yeah, I think I think we have uh, obviously a large number of free agents um, that we knew going in, and I think um, when we looked at this team, and we always look at this team over not just this year, but over a period of time, uh, we knew we needed to get additional picks. It's one of the reasons that we made the trade last year was to make sure that we had picks going forward. And um, even though maybe we don't have the the amount of picks this year, we have a bunch of high picks, and then. Um, next year, we're, we're going to have a tremendous amount of picks. You know, uh, we already have two additional picks from uh, two trades that we made. And um, just by the sheer number of the free agents, we're going to have comp picks next year. I mean, it, even if we signed a bunch of our guys, we are going to have comp picks next year. So um, I think we go into it with that understanding that it's going to be impossible to keep every single person on this team. But, um, you know, we're here to compete. You know, I think that you know, a lot of times I, I've heard this week, you know, we'll be back, you know, just because we say it doesn't mean it. We got to make that happen. And um, I take great pride in, in trying to do my part. Howie, the fact that along, along those lines, um, you know, obviously you guys had three early round picks from last year. You didn't play a whole lot. You know, how important is it for those guys to kind of take a big step next year as well as the guys you're probably going to draft? Yeah, we look at the draft as kind of long-term decisions. You know, we don't want to just draft for immediate needs. It would be great if that's what ends up happening with the right players, but we've gotten in problems here where we've just said, hey, we have a need at this position. Let's go draft the best guy at this position. Um, all those guys are ready to play, um, you know, if, if we need them, and they, they can play a variety of roles. So that doesn't mean that we can't bring back the veteran players at those positions. Some of the players at those positions are – some of the greatest players, um, not only to play on our team this year, but in, uh, in this franchise. And we'd love to have some of those guys back. Um, but those guys are ready. You know, um, they were ready to play this year. Uh, they just had great guys in front of them. Howie, the fact that uh, the last time you gave out a big contract to a quarterback, it didn't work out as envisioned. How did that inform your thinking? Does it influence you at all um, you know, this time? I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at. Um, the individual player and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to but um i think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time and so 
um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us. Nick, will, Nick, will Michael Clay be back? Uh, yeah. Yes, he will. Um, I thought we did a, ni a nice job as far as just improving. You know, we had some we had some rocky uh, beginnings in in special teams, um, and I thought we did a nice job improving those special teams as the year went as the year went along. Um, a lot of credit to Coach Clay. Obviously, a lot of credit to the players that stepped up and and made plays to do so. Again, are we? You know, we talked about the punt and the, and the punt return by Kansas City. Hats off to them. Um, we didn't do a good enough job on that play. Um, but again, nothing is ever decided on one play. Um, and so I have a great deal of confidence in Coach Clay and his, and the job that he, he does, he did in these, these last two years and how we, we've improved. He's improved, right? Um, he's improved greatly. Um, our, our special teams has improved greatly. And yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, we, we, we discuss everything just like what we discuss, you know, we discuss everything in the season. We discuss everything in the off season. We discuss, we're going to discuss everything. Um, you know, again, we have so many bright minds in here and, and it's a, it's a team sport. We have, we play the greatest, we are involved in the greatest team sport there is. And so we don't go out into the field and, and say, Hey, you got it. You got it all. Hey, Jason, Kelsey, you got it all on you today, right? We do it as a team or Jalen, you got it all on you today. We do it as a team. And that's, that doesn't stop just on the field with our, our players. It, it goes into the front office with the coaches, the coaches with the scouts and, and everything. And just with everybody. I mean, you asked me why, how we, we were able to get into the position we were in and you can't, it's not, and it's not, it's everything. It's literally everything. It's, it's Bob and his staff. It's, it's the cafeteria staff. It's, it's Dom. It's, it's Paul. It's Kathy. It's the video uh, department. I mean, this is just a top notch uh, organization. And so, it, but like I said, it, it's everything like, you know, it's, did I know like the first staff that we hired? Was it just guys that I knew? No, we, we wanted to get the best coaches, you know, and, and we did, and we ended up, you know, doing a lot of that. Just how do you know anybody here? Like, how do you, what, like, there's a lot of back and forth in there, just like there is when we're talking about a player. And, and I always say, what do you think? Hey, Kenny, you've heard our Kenny Gainwell story. Hey, look at this guy. Oh my God, we both love him. Let's get this guy. Like, it's, that's just the way, you know, good organizations, good football teams work. And, uh, and I, I value that, that relationship. No matter, the, no matter the scheme, what does Jordan Davis need to do this offseason to become a regular player? You know, this year it was unique, but to, I think to, to me at least, um, on that defensive line group, um, maybe not so much for Jordan, right? Cause Jordan played at Georgia where they got deep, defensive line group we have a deep defensive line group and even the conversations i've had with milton and um and, and marlin like like they were in a they were they played little less than probably what we what what people may think they should have in the sense of it, we had a lot of different guys playing on that and, and giving really good reps and so um, that was a unique year. Um, we're we're gonna we understand that not every year could can be like that, and that roles will change, right? And that's just not on the defensive line. That's through everybody, and we have so much confidence in Jordan that he's going to continue to uh, develop as a player. He's going to take the reps that 
he's he's only going to continue to get better with the reps that he that he has. He has unusual traits, his unusual size, unusual athletic ability, have unusual play uh, play strength, and um, looking forward to him, you know, uh, having you know being able to get more and more reps. Speaking of a couple defense, more folks. Speaking of the defensive line from the other night, your pass rush was such a strength this year. Looking back at the tape, why do you think in key moments you weren't able to get that pass rush that you usually got this season? You know, a lot of a lot of different factors. Obviously, uh, going to and, and first and foremost, you have to you have to tip your hat to to Kansas City. Um, got how they how they got the ball out uh, different ways. You know, schemes to to get guys open. Um, their offensive line uh, did a good job. They they you know they they did a good job. Um, they have they have good players and they're in that position to play in that that game as well. Um, so first, you always give give credit, uh, credit there. Um, you know, we've definitely had different, um, games where we've had tons, you know, tons and tons of pressure. Um, and, you know, and this one, and this one wasn't, uh, one of those games. Um, now there's still some pushback. There was still, you know, abilities to get there. Um, and, and we still got some pushback in the pocket and everything like that. But again, um, whether he, you know, sometimes Mahomes scrambled, sometimes he got it away quick. Um, Kelsey got open, uh, quick. Um, again, they, they, I think you got to give them a lot of credit, uh, a lot of credit there. You guys are just going to keep going. Nick, what's the biggest piece of wisdom you walk away from the Super Bowl with? The wisdom is that I think it's, we were there, we were close. And all that does to me is make me hungrier to to get back, and 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 that's about the last time you'll hear me say "get back" because what you're gonna say, you're gonna hear me say, is what I'm we're gonna do it one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, because that's the right mindset. But that doesn't affect, that doesn't stop you from when you when you see the red and yellow confetti far, or you have a piece of it stuck on your damn shirt, right? Uh, that you don't think to yourself. I, I got to do everything I can do to help our, our guys get back to this moment. Um, and so the wisdom that it is, is not as maybe that's not a wisdom thing. Maybe that's more of my drive. And I know our players drive and I know how he's drive to be like, Oh my God, we were there. Right. We talk about climbing the mountain. We were, we were, we climbed the mountain. We look one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Don't. And then we slip right before we were able to put our flag at the top of the mountain. Um, all that does is make you, more determined, driven uh, to to make that climb again, to get back to the top, and and hopefully, you know, put your put you know stand at the top, you know, um, like Rocky before he fought Drago and was yelling out Drago over over top of Moscow. I, I used to make Rocky uh, analogies. I get it, but that's all. That's the wisdom that that happens. And the other part of it, um, Tim, is this that you know half the fun of this thing, half the reason we do this. And, uh, you know, big, big part of the reason is the journey. So without getting <laughs> sentimental here, like it's, it's, you know, that is the last time that that group of men will be together. Um, and so, you know, you know, you're going to, like how we said, you can't, not everybody, it's, it's not going to be the same team. There's going to be draft picks. There's Jonathan's gone. Shane's gone. Um, different things are going to happen. Um, but, you look back, you always cherish that journey. It didn't end the way you wanted it to, but the journey was special. 
the men involved in the journey were special. Um, the relationships that were built will last forever. Um, yeah, I'm, if I keep going up, yeah, I'm good. How do you feel about the scenario Just thinking about what coach said, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for us, offense line is always going to be a priority. You know, um, you've seen the way we build teams. It's really, uh, it's not like we have some, some secret sauce here. Everyone, everyone knows the ingredients. And, um, so for us, um, we're going to continue to go through our off season process. You know, um, I think for us during the, the season, um, we are, we are doing everything for 2023 during the season. So this isn't like, Hey, you know, we're a month behind and we're starting from scratch. Like, um, we've been working this and, you know, coach will come to my office on a Wednesday, who you watch and tell me about this guy. So it's like, we're not, we're not like, uh, starting from scratch here. Um, we're going to evaluate all the players. Um, we're going to make sure that, um, we keep our priorities in, in the right place here, um, for this off season. And, um, you know, uh, we got a scar, you know, we got a scar on us and, um, it's going to heal over time and we're going to do everything we can, everything in our power to make sure that, um, you know, we bring the city, our, our players, our staff, what they deserve.